the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Every bit of that. Welcome to the Authority on a Friday, the 10th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Appreciate you being with us. we got a lot of very important work and uh, discussions to have today. Coming up in an hour at 1010, we will speak with our good friend Rob Walgate, the Vice President of the Ohio Roundtable, with the American Policy Roundtable. He and they are not happy with the Ohio State Legislature for passing a bill that now awaits Mike DeWine's signature to allow sports gambling in the state of Ohio. Uh, the Constitution of the state of Ohio was changed by a referendum, as you know, on casino gambling. That's constitutional in the state of Ohio, but sports gambling was not in that uh, referendum. It was not in the language that allowed casino gambling, but now they're expanding it to allow sports gambling, betting on even amateur teams, college teams, and so forth. Uh, can that be good for the state? Maybe not. Uh, that's what uh, the feeling is at the Ohio Roundtable and the American Policy Roundtable. So Rob Walgate will talk to us about how and why the Republican-led Ohio General Assembly gave the green light to sports gambling. Then at 1035, we will talk to, of course, our good friend and one of my favorite commentators, uh, Christina Hagan. She will be with us. She is, of course, a former Ohio State representative, and she will probably be an elected official again sooner rather than later. But for now, she's our commentator, and she'll be with us uh, at 1035. She's going to talk about what we are going to talk about here in just a moment in our top-of-the-hour monologue, and that is uh, the Jussie Smollett case. It is much bigger than you think that it is. And if you do not understand that, you're going to want to listen to this opening monologue. We will get to that monologue after we start our show, as we always do, with our Pledge of Allegiance. So, patriots, if I may ask you to rise. And if you can't, that's okay. If you're driving, don't try. It really doesn't work. But please, put your hand on your heart, and if you have a flag nearby, go ahead and face it. 
and join us for pledging our allegiance to this wonderful republic. Leftists, Biden voters, Jussie Smollett sympathizers, go ahead and take a knee, just like your hero, Colin. We know how you feel about this country anyway. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, uh, friends, let's uh, let's just get this out there before I start about Jussie Smollett. This is kind of breaking news within the last half hour. We got the official number. Um, U.S. inflation has now surged to a 39-year high as consumer prices continue to soar higher. Economists expected inflation to rise at a 39-year high happened in November. Um, the consumer price index rose at six rose six point eight percent in November from a year ago, according to the Labor Department report released just like I said within the last half hour. The CPI, which measures a bevy of goods ranging from gasoline to healthcare to groceries to rent, jumped 0.8 percent in the one month period from October. It's the fastest increase in consumer prices since June of 1982, when inflation hit 7.1 percent. That, of course, was during the uh, recovery period after the disastrous inflationary rise in the Carter administration. President Reagan worked very, very hard in 1981 and 1982 to turn this country around economically, did a phenomenal job of that. And I think that's the difference between then and now. Then we and we have the hindsight, of course, of, you know, of uh, 39 years to see that it obviously worked that President Reagan's economic policies were sound and the country came roaring back economically. Does anybody see signs of that happening here? Not one iota. Not one iota. So I think we can all say with confidence today and and, 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 and maybe shout it with passion. Uh, you ready? Join me on three. One, two, three. Let's go, Brandon. And you can take that how you will. Yesterday, Jussie Smollett was convicted on five out of six counts, felonious counts, related to his phony hate crime, his hoax hate crime, the one that we have been kind of chuckling about for the last two years. And I understand that. A lot of people are still laughing about this because what an idiot he thought he could pull that off. You know, this the story he told, I do get why it's funny, the absurdity of it all, right? The claims that Jussie Smollett, a D-list actor from a TV show that I don't even know anybody who watches. Now, maybe that's, that's on me. I don't know. Maybe I should watch it. Maybe it's good. I, I don't even know anything about it. I really don't. I couldn't name a star in it. I couldn't tell you the plot. No clue. I don't know that, what network it's on. Is it still on? I don't know what network it was on when he was on the show. I don't know. I didn't know about him either. So no preconceived notions or judgments here. But. The absurdity of all of this, the claims that he made could have come from a script on SNL, Saturday Night Live, back when Saturday Night Live used to be funny. That's why people are kind of, you know, just laughing at this, and people are making jokes all over the Internet this morning. Well, And yesterday, as soon as the verdict was announced, you had a bevy of gifts and uh, memes and people saying, Boy, Jesse, sorry to hear about the verdict. I hope you don't beat yourself up over it too much. Uh, and they're funny. I mean, I get it. Yeah, he faked beating himself up or essentially had himself beaten up uh, or phony beaten up by his uh, his buddies. 
that he paid off, as uh, you know, we all know the story. But but the script, honestly, would be hilarious if this wasn't so serious. Just to remind you of the Jesse Smollett saga, let me just give you a brief rundown. It was January in 2019, the dead of winter in Chicago, Illinois, one of the coldest cities in the coldest regions of the country in the dead of winter, particularly when there's no sun out because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning, dead of winter, Jesse Smollett gets a hankering for a six-incher, maybe a foot long, from Subway, his favorite all-night sandwich shop. 2 o'clock in the morning, he's heading out to Subway, get himself a sandwich. So he heads out, on foot, not calling a cab or an Uber, on foot, 15 degrees below zero, 2 a.m. On his way back, he's got his sandwich, he's ready to come home and just start getting his grub on. When suddenly, at 2 a.m., because the streets are just filled with people at 2 a.m., in 15 degree below zero weather, right? There happened to be two white guys wearing red MAGA hats in ultra-liberal blue Chicago patrolling the streets at 2 a.m. in 15-degree below zero weather, wearing their MAGA hats, and these guys happened to cross paths with Jussie Smollett. And they recognize him as a black gay guy from a show that pretty much guaranteed no white MAGA fans watch. No white Trump-supporting, make America great again hat wearers. They're they're not watching Empire. But these two did because they recognized him, and they knew not only is he a black guy, he's a gay guy. So it's time to do a little damage. And just so happens, it just so happens that at 2 o'clock in the morning, on a Chicago street, in 15-degree below weather, these two white, red, white guys with red MAGA hats happen to have bleach on them. They happen to be carrying bleach. Maybe they just came from an all-night laundry. I don't know. Maybe you could make the case why they would have bleach. Maybe they were out doing their laundry at 2 a.m. And they're walking back. They also happen to have a rope with them. One that's carefully fashioned into a noose. Wait, what? I can maybe make the argument why these two non-Empire fans, these red hat-wearing uh, white racists and homophobes who don't like black gay Jussie Smollett, maybe they were doing laundry and that's why they have bleach, but who's carrying around a rope tied into a noose? Because that's the story Jussie Smollett told police when he reported his fake hate crime that the two white bullies wearing red Trump hats screamed, this is MAGA country, followed by some slurs. MAGA country, Chicago, by the way. This didn't happen in in, uh, Mobile, Alabama. This didn't happen down in uh, Mississippi. Didn't happen in Texas. Chicago is MAGA country, according to these two white guys on a frozen early morning after 2 a.m. Chicago night slash early morning. These two white guys attacked a guy for being black and gay, a guy that they had no earthly idea who he would have been. And they happened to have bleach, so they poured bleach on him, and they tied a rope around his neck or put a rope, a noose around his neck before Russie was uh, Jesse was able to run away and escape. Whew, a certain fate that would have just been 
Awful. They were going to try to lynch him, no doubt about that. That's the story he told. And I got to admit, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's comedy hour. It is funny. And I get why we're all laughing at it. Now, and at the time, those of us with an ounce of common sense, even an ounce of common sense, laughed this off and said, you got to be out of your mind if you believe one second of that. Now, by the way, in the ensuing weeks, we also found, as the police began their investigation, video footage of two big Nigerian dark black men, the farthest thing from white you can imagine in terms of sheer skin color, buying rope and bleach and red hats and all kinds of other things. <laughs> and they just happened to have received $3,500 checks each from Jussie Smollett. These two guys are associated with the uh, Empire TV show. They're extras or something, but they know Jussie. Jussie wrote them a check. They went to buy a bunch of things that just happened to be things that were alleged in this attack. So, I mean, again, the comedy aspect of this is off the charts. But they weren't laughing at it in the, the world of the left. Joe Biden, without waiting for one single iota of evidence to come in, Joe Biden, without waiting for one fact to reveal itself, one piece of corroborating evidence, took to Twitter. What happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. Vice President Kamala Harris tweeted, Jussie Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their, this skin, uh, their skin. We must confront this hate. New Jersey Senator and race baiter Cory Booker tweeted, The vicious attack on actor Jussie Smollett was an attempted modern-day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill, designating lynching as a federal hate crime. We need a bill to say that lynching is illegal. I urge you to pay attention. And it went on and on and on. Reverend Al, the reported hate attack on my friend and brother, actor Jesse Smollett, is despicable and outrageous. The guilty must face the maximum. And, of course, Transportation Secretary, then just Mayor Pete Buttigieg, uh, who is also gay, while the struggle for basic hate crime legislation continues here in Indiana, this horrible attack calls all Americans to stand against hatred and violence in all of its forms. Now, those were just the elected officials on the left. Here are some of the celebrities who took to TV to tell you this was nothing less than a horrific hate crime for which serious punishment must be levied. You think about what just happened to Jesse Smollett in Chicago. Unfortunately, we have racism germinating from the White House. Jesse is love. That's who he is. And that's all he knows. So in this situation, hate won't win. Mm -hmm. It will not. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. This isn't a debate. 
I agree. I agree. U.S. Congressman from Illinois Bobby Rush is calling for an immediate and sweeping civil rights investigation into the racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett. I don't like that it's being put out there in the media that this is a right. possible yeah. hate crime. Right. And the media has really cast so much doubt on his story, which I find so personally offensive. And Senator Cory Booker said the vicious attack... I, uh, I, I, I find it hilarious that they found it offensive that the media was casting some doubt on the story. I find it offensive that these idiots did not find anything doubtful about his story. For all of the reasons I just explained... So while we can indeed chuckle at the details of this ridiculous fabrication, what we cannot chuckle at is the conviction and the forthcoming sentence. According to legal experts, Jesse Smollett is going to face probably little more than probation and some community service hours. I submit to you, Jesse Smollett must face prison time. Prison time. Now, I'm not talking 15 years, but I am talking about significant time. Whether that's one year, whether it's two years, that's up to the authorities to decide. But this man, Jesse Smollett, in an attempt to boost his career, did more than just occupy valuable police resources in a city in which violent crime skyrockets year to year to year. It literally, they set new records in Chicago with murders and shootings and violent crime every year. And police resources were diverted to deal with this phony story because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and a whole bunch of other people on the left demanded that this investigation catch the people responsible and charge them with a maximum uh, 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 number of felonies, demanding the maximum prison time, because this is a hate crime. It's more than just occupying and diverting valuable police resources away from real crime. This man intentionally tried to blame an entire population of people for being homophobic and racist. Hate crimes are one of the most severe and most reprehensible thing that a person in America today can be accused of. Because generally speaking, hate hate crimes are committed, at least the way they're charged, by white perpetrators on minorities, whether they be racial or sexual orientation, and in Jussie's case, both. And by saying these were two white men with red hats... What did the entire country do at that time and for the last two years? The left side of this country said this is what happens because of Donald Trump. Trump supporters are racist. Trump supporters everywhere are represented by these two white criminals who attacked this innocent little thin black man coming back from the subway shop at 2 a.m. You were blamed for this. I was blamed for this. White people who supported Donald Trump and who have ever worn a red hat were blamed for this. We created this atmosphere. We supported and voted for Donald Trump. He's to blame for this. The racial divide in this country, the political divide, got bigger and deeper and wider. The chasm just expanded because of what Jussie Smollett did.
that damage has to come with a price. And that price needs to be prison time. This isn't a Saturday Night Live sketch. This is real life. And if they, if he had been attacked by two white MAGA hat wearers in exactly the manner he described, there would be people screaming right now for the maximum penalty allowable by law. Allowable by law. Guess what? Since he invented it, he should receive the maximum penalty allowable by law. He won't get that. So I'm begging that he gets at least a portion of it. He must do time behind bars, not just record a couple of commercials as community service and be on probation for six months. There must be justice here to deter these hoax hate crimes from happening anymore. These hoaxes hurt people. These hoaxes hurt America. And they have to be, they have to be quashed right now. A message must be sent. I'll be right back. All right, it's 9.30 and time for news, but before we get to the news, I just kind of laid out all of the case and the reasons why I believe that Jesse Smollett, because I think this kind of, this kind of yelling rape uh, when you haven't been raped, which, which puts people in very dangerous situations, this kind of thing where you scream that you have been victimized in a horrific way and people come to your defense and law enforcement works and, you know, moves heaven and earth to try to make sure that your attacker is brought to justice. Hoax crimes need to be treated harshly in order to deter other people from making up and accusing and and filing charges for hoax crimes. They are dangerous for this country. And they need to stop. So I just laid out the case of what should happen in the Jesse Smollett case. On the other side of the news, we're going to ask a very important question. Why has the very same thing not yet happened to LeBron James? If you don't know that story, stay here. We'll have it for you after the news on 1420 The Answer. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Okay, 937. I've got some great callers on the line, including a very special caller I'll get to in a second. But just very quickly, I want to hit this because he'll probably want to talk about it, too. Now that Jussie Smollett, the D-list Empire actor, uh, has faced a judge and a jury for his hoax hate crime, which caused a lot of police, again, resources to be... um, uh, to be uh, spent on and uh, prioritized on his case because of the high-profile nature of it. And now that he has been convicted in that case, the question becomes, when is LeBron James going to face a judge and a jury for his? You may remember it was in 2017, four years ago, his last year with the Cavaliers, I believe. Even though he was playing with the Cavaliers, he had a home, as he has homes all over the place, in Brentwood, California, still does. Brentwood, California is one of the wealthiest communities in America, just in case you don't know. $20 million mansion. Do you think that in a wealthy community like that, there are probably lots of security cameras around? I don't think you could take the trash out without being on 15 different cameras from the mansions in the area, plus just the general street cameras because it's a gated community. Well, LeBron James claimed 
at that time, this is during the NBA Finals, that somebody had spray-painted the N-word on the gate to his property. On the gate and or the garage door, as the, as the story was told. Now, what makes this interesting is that there were no security cameras anywhere, apparently. No video of any perpetrators of this crime. And when LeBron James called the police about this hate crime, this N-word hate crime that had been committed against him and his family, he did so after, he claims, he had the N-word graffiti painted over. I didn't want anybody to see that and be to be traumatized and triggered by that, so I had it covered up. Then he called the police and said, somebody did it. No security video, no still photos, no eyewitnesses, and no evidence for police to, to investigate. But the police came anyway, and the police did investigate. And when media came to the, because this was, you know, the histrionics of this went on for about three, four weeks while everybody lionized LeBron James for his incredibly mature and, and, and uplifting response to racism and to the N-word being used against himself and his family. He rose above, above it all. Police investigated for three to four weeks, and when media came to the police and said, what do you got? They said, we got nothing. We have no evidence that a crime ever took place. What happened when the police said that? Media stopped talking about it. Media stopped talking about it. NBA reporters stopped talking about it. No call for accountability for filing that false police report, just like Jesse Smollett did in 2019. No call for accountability for one of the biggest celebrities in the world perpetrating a hoax hate crime on himself, or in this case, they didn't even fake it the way Jesse Smollett did. He just pretended it happened, claimed it was then painted over, and then reported it. Why is there no call for accountability for for LeBron James? Dare I suggest that it's because of privilege? Yes, black privilege. The same reason the left believed Jesse is the reason they believed LeBron. And some still do. Because of the narrative. In a racist, systemically racist, oppressive society, blacks are victims in America. So the default position is that these two black men who claim they were victimized were definitely victimized. After all, they're black. And in Jesse Smollett's case, gay. They would never make up such a thing. This is a hateful, racist, vile country that would absolutely do these things to these successful black celebrities. Probably Trump supporters did it in 2017 to LeBron James, just like these two red, white, red hat wearing white MAGA cele- or MAGA uh, supporters did to Justice Smollett in Chicago. When is LeBron James going to face the music? Well, it's been four years. There's probably a statute of limitations. He's not. But if the court of a public opinion means anything whatsoever, he should, at least in that regard. Okay, let's go to the phones, as promised, now at 942. The first caller is Pete from Cleveland. Hey, Pete, thanks for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. How are you? Doing well, Bob. Hey, I was uh, on my way to a meeting, and I heard your excellent uh, monologue regarding Juicy Smollett. And (laughs) I just want to make two quick points. The first is, that it's a missed marketing opportunity, although I, I suppose they could still do it, but I think the missed marketing opportunity was Subway because the heroic Juicy fought off these two big MAGA guys holding on to the Subway sandwich nonetheless. That's how important, how delicious the sandwich was to him that in the middle of the night, in 16 degree below the weather, he's fighting two guys that twice as big as him, he holds on to that Subway sandwich. What a hero. The second data point is one... 
I like what you did there. I like what you did there. What a hero sandwich. Good. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> in, in any event, uh, so, uh, a data point. Uh, I looked at this data, and you know, we aggregate this data, and you can find it in the Uniform Crime Report of, of the FBI. We are a nation of 300, nearly 340 million people now, where the demand for hate crimes far exceeds the supply. In this nation of 340 million people, and this is, you, you can look at the data on this, your odds of being the victim of a violent hate crime are less than being hit by the proverbial bolt of lightning. Each one of those hate crimes is awful. They truly are. But that underscores the point that I heard you made earlier, that these kinds of things are so awful that when a false allegation is made, it runs apart society cannot make these kinds of claims, despite how infrequent they are. They really are like trying to find a needle in a haystack. There's so few, and there's other data points that completely confound the narrative, such as, unfortunately, it pains me to say this, but blacks are four times as likely to commit hate crimes as whites. And the primary victims of hate crimes, in order, are Jews and then Asians. And then after that, because whites are still the dominant uh, race in the country, after that, white. So there's so much about the, Smollett, the juicy Smollett case that really, it, it, your, your point about, I think, people having to be held to account who came out immediately, no evidence, nothing else, based on the statistic I, I just gave you, how vanishingly, vanishingly small hate crimes are, these people nonetheless rushed to judgment as if this was something that occurred every single day, a hundred times a day, and it does not. Pete, yeah, you're obviously correct, and that's what's so frustrating about it is, is uh, in, as I said, not just the diversion of police resources in all of these cases where these are done, but but it doesn't discourage other people from doing it. Um, I, I, look, nobody that I know, least of all myself, nor you, are insensitive to women who are violated and assaulted. I mean, it's one of the scourges of our society is when women are attacked. But when men are accused falsely of these attacks and women face no consequences, you know what it does? It encourages other women who are scorned by a boyfriend or they have a one-night stand that they regret. They're going to get in trouble uh, if people find out. So they make these false claims, and and, and they, they continue to do so because they know that there's not going to be any repercussion. Meanwhile, it destroys the, the, life, the lives of the accused. Hoax crimes need to be treated with more severity, I think, throughout all aspects of the law. I think they do. And, you know, you, you take a look at the famous, and there's so many of them now, you can point to them, uh, you know, the Bubba uh, Wallace alleged hate crime, where they sent yeah. 17 FBI agents with a SWAT team swooping in on, on something that all of us knew. Every single person who heard the story immediately, okay, we held our breath, but almost everyone concluded that it was something other than a noose, and it turned out to be a garage door pool. I mean, this kind of stuff is really toxic to our society. It perpetuates this notion that we're a racist And for them, of course, because they've got nothing else. Nothing else. Everything else they failed, not just failed out, but made worse. But not to lose you. Oh, I think I did lose you there, Pete. You knew it. You knew it. You could tell when you were driving through a dead zone or uh, uh, you were about to lose that signal. But I appreciate your call and your points, as always. That, of course, for those who did not recognize it was Peter Kersenow. All right, so we lost Pete's call. And, uh, Pete, if you're busy, I know. But if you want to call back, we'll take you. Uh, in the meantime, LaGrange, David, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, David. Go ahead. 
Yes, Bob, I was reading about this verdict this morning, and mm-hmm. I was reading the comments. They are, they're in the comments section, people are putting about the Rittenhouse case, how he got away with murder and was found innocent. So I'm probably going to make a prediction that news people are going to start talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, especially the view that comes on it. Think ten o'clock. Well, you know they, they never stopped. About. They never stopped. I mean, they've been crying ever since the jury gave the verdict in the Rittenhouse case, 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 crying about what a miscarriage of justice it was because Kyle Rittenhouse came and killed two people. By the way, two individuals who were violent criminals. In addition to their violent attacks on Kyle Rittenhouse, they were violent criminals, including one being a multi-time sex uh, child, uh, uh, sex predator, a pedophile. But at any rate, they've been crying about that. And yeah, sure, they're going to say the justice system doesn't work because Kyle Rittenhouse got off and Jussie Smollett was convicted. You know what I think of those people? Uh, well, the, it should just go without saying. I don't listen to them, and I don't watch them. And I'm not going to watch The View or anybody else that's going to that's gonna, uh, espouse such ridiculous talking points. In Rittenhouse's case, we had video of him being attacked before he shot. Uh, we saw his control. Thanks for the call, David. We saw his control, uh, his self-control. He didn't just start firing wildly. He was very controlled and was only shooting at those who attacked him and turned after another gunshot was fired behind him and could have fired indiscriminately but did not. The video evidence is what cleared Kyle Rittenhouse because he was literally and very clearly defending himself, which is a part of the law. Um, and in Jussie Smollett's case, there was no video. We only had his word, and his word was contradicted by literally every single piece of evidence found in the investigation. From the two black brothers admitting they got paid by Jussie to do this, to the video of them buying the items, to the canceled checks that he wrote to them, to the fabrication that I that I gave you about 15 degrees below zero at 2 o'clock in the morning going out and walking to Subway. Uh, and then encountering two people who just happened to be carrying bleach in a noosed rope for reasons unknown. Um, if they want to completely sit there and complain the justice system got it wrong, uh, they can do it somewhere else out of my earshot. Derek is in uh, Richfield. Hi, Derek. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Hey, morning, Bob. Good morning. Um, so when this, uh, when this whole incident with Jesse Smollett happened, um, you know, Rush Limbaugh, when he was covering it, uh, Rush, he said that he thought they, the left was going to try, wanted to make that into a uh, Rodney King incident, you know, and without, uh, you know, the security uh, video uh, footage that showed, you know, what actually happened, um, you know, he thought the, the left was just going to, I mean, again, just make this a Rodney King, and, um, <clears throat> and I mean, that the country, I mean, it was just going to be just, just bad. I mean, just like when that happened those years ago. Well, you know, he he wasn't wrong. They try to take any uh, uh you know, perceived affront to uh a protected class victim and that's what I'm just calling, you know, minorities, people whether they be racial minorities or ethnic minorities or sexual orientation minorities or whatever. If somebody in a protected class is believed to be victimized, they do. They try to trumpet it up as to something that is a massive assault on civil rights in this uh in this racially oppressive society. I uh you know, IE Rodney King. Um, I can only imagine, and thanks for the call, my friend, I can only imagine, uh, you know, uh, how this case would have been treated if it had been done post-George Floyd instead of pre-George Floyd. This was 2019. George Floyd's situation was in May of 2020. If Jussie Smollett had faked his hate crime in the weeks or months after George Floyd, 
it would have been Rodney King-esque. You would have probably seen a lot more violence uh, taking place uh, on behalf of this, you know, this black gay man who's being attacked for both of those terrible, terrible things about him, his skin color and his sexuality or his, ho- his, uh, his homosexuality, I guess, uh, by those evil right-wing bigots and racists. That's how it would have been treated. Uh, kind of glad that it didn't happen. That it happened in the order that it happened, I suppose. Uh, Brian is in Cleveland next. Hey, Brian, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. Hey, morning. like I was telling Marcy, the, um, <clears throat> each of those that he's been found guilty of carries three years and like twenty five thousand dollar fine. So maybe not give them all fifteen years, but give them you know twenty four, thirty six months. Fine, you know, top line fine all the way down the line. Restitution for the wasted manpower of Chicago, the DA's office, and all all the money that was wasted doing that. Then he's going to be a convicted felon. He'll lose his he'll lose his uh, right to carry a concealed weapon. He'll no longer be able to have an armed entourage because being a felon, weapons under a disability, you're not even allowed to be around any weapons. That's right. And I don't know what the uh, severity of the felony is, but perhaps he even loses his ability to vote. Well, I don't know about that, uh, that part of it, I suppose, uh, the, that would be looked into because, yeah, released felons, uh, uh, lose their right to vote, uh, going forward. Um, but he's not going to get, be held accountable. Yeah, he, he's not going to get 24 to 36 months. I think you're fair, by the way. He's not going to get 15 years. I don't think he's going to get a day. I think he's going to get probation. I'd be satisfied with a year. I'd be satisfied with 12 months, 12 months well, of him in prison. And I don't mean in a little well, yeah. jail cell in, in, in uh, Cook County. I mean in a prison. No, because somebody needs these are to felonies. be held accountable. Right, right. Uh, that which gets rewarded gets repeated. Somebody needs to be held accountable. You know, you've got the, the Bears, the Don Lemons, and everybody else out there. You know, they, they had this. It was, it was all two white dudes, man. You know, white supremacy is just running wild all over America. That's all we heard every day. And now I, it turns I don't out think I've ever heard that line before, and I love it. I'll give you attribution if I use it again, which I probably will. And thank you, Brian, for the call. You said, that which gets rewarded gets repeated. I've not heard it put that way. It's well said. It's right. That which gets rewarded gets repeated. If you get away with these kinds of things, other people are going to do it too. Well done, sir. Thanks for the call. We'll be right back. You know, I just got a uh, text message from my fa- uh, friend Dan Ramada, who is my colleague with Citizens for Free Speech. And by the way, it's the end of the, the fiscal year, the tax year. Um, if you are looking for charitable donations to make to help offset your taxes, and people do this every year, people who have the ability to, I've got a great nonprofit organization for you to uh, make your donation to. Citizens for Free Speech. Uh, CFFS needs your help. Seriously, no doubt about it. Every dollar you donate uh, will be tax deductible. You will get a uh, re- receipt uh, from Citizens for Free Speech for your contribution. So uh, I want to make that very clear. Anything that you can do to help CFFS before this tax year ends, it will be beneficial to all of us and to you as well. Nonprofit organization for which Dan and I volunteer. Anyway, Dan just texted me and said, uh, he, meaning Jussie Smollett, should have to do a nationally televised apology. And my response is, come on now. You know, and I know, we all know, 
being a Democrat means never having to say you're sorry. None of the Democrats who pronounced Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist murderer have had to say they're sorry once he was acquitted. And none of the Democrats that defended Jesse Smollett as being, you know, the, 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 the new Rodney King or the new, you know, whatever victim having his civil rights violated for being black and gay and targeted for this hate crime, uh, you know, none, none of them have to apologize for, for, you know, uh, believing that and, and, uh, attacking Trump supporters as being responsible, attacking Trump himself for being responsible. Being a Democrat means you never have to say you're sorry. You kidding me? And by the way, he's not sorry. In fact, he's not admitting guilt still. He and his lawyers plan to appeal and are standing by his ridiculously insane story. Mark is in Fairview Park. Hey, Mark, go ahead. You're on the air. Morning, Bob. Uh, I know we're presently dealing with the, uh, uh, the perpetrating of fraud, Jesse Smollett. All the attention uh, it, we're dealing with now is on this uh, on this individual, but... The big distraction is what I'm also looking at is uh, what we're not paying attention to. It's the Russian-Ukraine situation. If behind our backs, if this turns into another Afghanistan debacle, you know what's coming next. Uh, place your bet on China trying to retake Taiwan. And okay. uh, I'd just like to finish up by saying, I think TJ must, might have mentioned it one time, you get up in the morning, I'm discombobulated later, lately with everything I'm being hit with, but you get up in the morning, you see the problems, you see what's going on. By 5 o'clock in the afternoon, it's 10 times worse. Bob, thanks for your time. Okay, thank you, Mark, for the phone call. Appreciate that. Let's go to uh, Bill in uh, Cuyahoga Falls before the top of the hour. Hi, Bill, go ahead. All right, is Bill there, or did we lose him? We lost him. Donnie in Euclid. Hey, Donnie, good to have you back. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Bob. I just want to say the the, um, incident that you uh, discussed about LeBron James and this thing with uh, Jesse Smollett, these, these, these situations are about as old as that story about the boy who cried wolf. And I don't, I don't know where we get such a, such a proliferation of people that think that these people are honorable in some way. But then again, I guess you can't be surprised because they call themselves woke. There about, I've seen people in deep comas that are more woke than these people. <laughs> Have a well, good one, Bob. Well said, thank you, Donnie. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, their 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 uh, their wokeness is uh, perceived only. Listen, um, it's worse than that for Jesse Smollett. It wasn't just about a hoax hate crime to cause trouble, which it did. It was his way of trying to salvage his fading career. He was a non-factor on his TV show Empire. He says he received a hate mail letter. I receive hate mail all the time. Goes with the territory of being a public figure, right? But he says that the producers didn't care enough about the hate letter that he claims he received, so he was going to show them. He was going to generate all kinds of sympathy and jumpstart his career again by having himself attacked by white Trump supporters. That makes this even worse. Thank you uh, very much for the phone calls. Great conversation there. We'll take our time out now for news and come back with my friend Rob Walgate on a different story here in the state of Ohio on AM fourteen twenty. The answer.
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.